Hey, look at you, all grown up and needing car insurance. You don't have to freak out if you got a driving record that's not so hot or worry if you aren't sure exactly what you need. Able Insurance has your back. Pass up the national insurance companies where you're just another number and keep your auto insurance right here in Charlottesville. 979-0814 is the number. Ableinsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? Say it one more time. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Ahmad Hawkins. I appreciate you. For taking time out your day to listen to the latest episode of the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Today we will be recapping uh, Virginia basketball, University of Virginia versus Louisville here at John Paul Jones Arena on Saturday. Uh, with the victory, the Wahoos have clinched a share of the ACC title and they are also the number one seed going into the ACC tournament. If this is your first time tuning into the Ball Hawk Show podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button on any platform that you listen to the Ball Hawk Show. It could be Apple Podcasts, it could be Spotify, it could be Anchor, uh, Podbean, the Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn app, Google Play, or you could be also viewing this on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you share. Follow me at I am Ball Hawk on Twitter and Instagram. And if you Anytime you want to reach out to me, feel free to email me, theballhawk9 at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and jump into this game. Uh, the Wahoos did what they had to do to win, 73-68. to 68. What we're going to do, as always, we'll start off with some post-game notes provided by VirginiaSports.com, um, led by my man Jeff White. Um, so you look at some of the team notes from this game as we pull them up. Um, number two, Virginia. 28-2 and two overall now, 16-2 and two in the ACC, earned at least a share of its ninth ACC title in the fourth since 2014. UVA earned its fourth number one seed for the ACC tournament since 2014 and fifth since 1954. The Cavaliers have 28 or more wins for the fifth time in the last six seasons. Uh, UVA has 16 or more league wins for the fourth time in school history. Virginia has an eight-game winning streak overall and nine-game winning streak versus Louisville. The Cavaliers finished 15-1 and at JPJ and are an ACC leading 57-6. and That's a 90% winning percentage in league home games over the past seven seasons. 57-6. and that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what you call home field advantage, and that's a testament to the fans and the way that they always pack John Paul Jones Arena and the way that they cheer. So that's a salute to the fans. Uh, UVA is 15-4 all-time versus Louisville and recorded its fourth straight two-game regular season sweep versus the Cardinals. Tony Bennett is 10-1 versus Louisville as a head coach at Virginia. Virginia led 36 to 33 at halftime behind you better call Ty Jerome's 13 points. The Cavaliers attempted a season high 28 three pointers this past game 
And UVA celebrated Senior Day by honoring Jack, I must break you. You will lose. If he dies, he dies. Salt. It is salt around the rim. That's everybody drink a margarita. And also managers Ben, Justin, and Ferris prior to the game. Salute to those three gentlemen for all they do. Um, shout out to the head manager, my the head man over there, my man Matt. Um, you know, they that goes unnoticed what the managers do for the sports team and just um preparing everything and making sure the players don't have too many wants and needs. They're always available. So salute to those three gentlemen. And what can you say about Jack Salt? Very unselfish, so humble, um, catches a lot of heat for the playing time that he does get. A young man that didn't even see himself even stepping on the court when he got here to UVA because he understood how special of players that we had here and for him to carve out over 100 career games as a starter. Uh, just speaks to a young man doing what he has to do to contribute to a championship team. Um, screens, diving for balls, playing defense. We all know in today's game, everybody pays attention to scoring. And those are the men and women that are elevated the most, the ones who get you buckets. But the glue guys like a Jack Salt is what gets you over the hunt. The glue guys like Jack Salt is the ones that we truly appreciate um, because they don't have a lot of fanfare. But when you look up, they're always doing something that opens the door for a guy like a cat for for um, a shot like a cow guy gets wide open or Jerome maybe getting to the cup or somebody's getting a rebound and you're looking at Jack Salt's numbers and you're like, man, he's worth it. He can't even get rebounds. But when you look at the film, he's clearing out two guys or he's clearing out the best opposing rebounder to allow those guards to, to crash the board. So um, Jack, man, salute to you, bro. Uh, definitely enjoyed you here for the regular season for your career. Now it's time for the postseason. And um, hope hopefully, you know, you reach that ultimate goal because you definitely deserve it, man. So salute to Jack Salt. And um, those are some player notes. Jerome had his fourth 20-point game of the season, his sixth of his career. He had 24. Uh, Cal Guy had three three-pointers, moved into sole position of fourth on UVA single-season three-pointers list with 97. And I think that broke Curtis Staples' junior record i'm not for sure uh jerome no it didn't because they would have had it listed uh jerome handed out six assists to move into eighth on uva single season assist list with 154 dimes and jay huff had nine points made a career high three three-pointers and i think all three of his three-pointers didn't even move the net they were so pure so salute to jay huff so let's get into some individual stats and what players did on both teams Get into what my thoughts of the game, and then we get to my soapbox moment that a lot of people seem to enjoy when I really talk that talk and kind of respond to the pulse of the program or just college basketball in general. So when you look at Virginia, Louisville, Virginia um, started out, you know, they started out in in both court, like especially after halftime, they started off slow. I remember. Um, watching the game again early this morning. I didn't realize they like saving time a lot. You know, I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to look at the game again. It was 5 o'clock in the morning. But, 
you know, how to get this that second view. But just coming out at a halftime, Louisville jumped out to a lead. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter missed a, a nice little look from 15 feet. They converted. And then Ty Jerome got stripped. They converted. I think they went on like a 6-0 run. And actually got a, had a 47-40 lead before, you know, we finally got things rolling again. But when you look at Louisville, uh, Jordan Wara played 38 minutes, had 19 points. Um, he's a very skilled wing guy for uh, Louisville. He can be a matchup issue. He can shoot the three. He can get to the cup and finish. Uh, he was just three or seven from three, which is a little bit under 50%. So, um, for the most part, he did all he can do. He had 19 points. Uh, Malik Williams had 12 points for Louisville. Both guys had six rebounds, respectively. Kristen Cunningham only had 10 points. Um, I think the majority of his points came in the second half. He was two or five from the free throw line. I thought Kihei Clark did a good job versus him in the first half. And um, they had some adjustments in the second half with the high screen and roll and having him playing off ball and him going through two screens to get the rock on the opposite side of the the floor. Um, They realized that he couldn't break Kihei ball for ball when driven the ball down the court. And that was just a testament to Kihei, you know, checking him full court, getting underneath for him. Um, Cunningham's a smaller guard, so that's why you'll see Kihei Clark on the floor more versus Louisville because the the fact that he's harassing Cunningham so much, uh, Louisville's not able to get into their offense until possibly around like 12 to 13 seconds like they want. And the entry pass is made far outside that hash opposed to closer to the three-point line. Uh, so the pass is that much longer, and it takes two or three passes to what they really want. Then when you look at the adjustments they did in the second half, Cunningham wasn't bringing the ball up as much. He was running up one of the sidelines. They'll have double screens at the free throw line. He'll run horizontal, laterally or horizontally to the other side of the court. He would get the basketball with some momentum. And then he have a two-way goal, whether it's on a key head or whether a big would switch. Sometimes Diakite was getting switched on him when they ran the high pick and roll, and he would penetrate deep into the paint, and he would get to the free throw line, but he just was converting. So um, you got to take your hats off to Louisville's coaching staff of trying to get Cunningham free looks in the second half, and it pays some dividends until we adapt it. And Coach Bennett, on his in his own retrospect, Showed a couple of wrinkles in the second half that we'll talk about. Um, Enoch led the way for them with 11 rebounds. He had eight points. He was perfect from the free throw line, just two from six from the field. And uh, Ryan McMahon played 18 minutes, was just two for four from three. He's a sharpshooter. He can get hot. That first game down there in Louisville, um, he was a part of that barrage of three-pointers in the first half. Louisville shot just 36%. From the free throw line, I mean, from the three point line, the first time we played them, um, every basket in the first half was a three point, except for one mid range jumper by Cunningham. Um, conversely, this game, they were just five or 12 in the first half, then it was four or 13. And I'll talk about more Louisville, where I felt like they really made a mistake after I finished talking about the individual stats for UVA. We talked about Ty Jerome, 24 points in 39 minutes, just 14 shot attempts. Three or eight from three, five or seven from the free throw line. I definitely want to see him, you know, miss just one free throw um, because he's very capable of making every single free throw. Just had one turnover to six assists, two steals. Coach Bennett loves when 
Uh, Ty is very efficient and and smart with the basketball. Some of the passes he made, um, I saw, I heard some of the commentators kind of comparing his ability to change the trajectory of the ball, like a Pat Mahomes. That pass he had to Diakite, that no look in the middle of the lane, was just beautiful. And and Diakite did a good job of being patient, had to up and under use the rim to protect him. But Ty Jerome is a guy that, as the back gets better, um, he never lacks in confidence. Uh, people realize that he is faster than what you think. He knows how to change speed. He's always in a smooth cruise control. Um, he's similar to a, to a Tesla, that autopilot. You think he might be sleeping, but he's just chilling with his hand on the wheel, getting where he got to go at high speed. So um, the fact that he can hit floaters at six foot five, we know he can knock down the three. Um, it's almost pick your poison when that floater is on, and it seems like. You know, knock on wood that when Ty comes out aggressive and he's hitting that floater, you, you, it's it's gonna be hell to pay, um, because the the kid man, he's moving up on a lot of these scouts on these mock drafts and he's a phenomenon and what he's been through in his life as far as those hip injuries, the hip injury in in, in high school and people kind of not even being that impressed with him even to this day when you look at. Uh, Ty Jerome compared to like a Kobe White from North Carolina, uh, from North Carolina, just how explosive he is at six five and how crafty Ty is. So when Kobe White scores over twenty points, you 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 see it like you're wild, like damn, look at the step back, look at him yanking, look at the jelly on the layups, look at the hair. Then you see Ty Jerome is just surgical, you know, nothing too fancy. He just do what he got to do, you know. It's almost basically like Clay Thompson. But he could dribble because he can be a sniper. Um, he could be a mid-range floater game. And then he showed he could finish around the cup with the left hand. And um, and he's fiery too, man. <laughs> the kid is fiery. I mean, how can you not be a fan of a guy? You better call Ty Jerome. And he shoot from Thailand. Even though he shot an air ball from Thailand when he was tired. You get it, Thailand tired. But Ty Jerome's a player, man, and hopefully that wasn't his last game at John Paul Jones Arena. Uh, Cal Guy played 39 minutes, just like Ty Jerome did, 13 points, which is 3 of 9 from 3, 4 of, seven from the, four of 11 from the field, has six rebounds, uh, two turnovers, one assist, one steal. Cal Guy's Cal Guy. He's a sniper. You always want him to keep shooting. And then – People really overlook what he does on defense. He's a very good defender, on-ball defender. You don't see a lot of guys trying to just ISO five. Even though we played a pack line and, you know, he's going to have help to the middle of the court, he's still moving his feet and keeping this guy in front of him. Uh, DeAndre Hunter struggled, 3 of 13, 1 of 4. One of his worst shooting games of the season, probably of his career. Just had nine points, four rebounds in 39 minutes. Um, hit buckets when we needed him to. Uh, but but credit to Louisville and their wing defenders and, and their rim protectors. They made it tough on him. And then he missed some open looks also. But it's basketball. That's why you, you have a big three. And many times we've leaned on DeAndre Hunter. Um, you really can't say too much bad about him because, like I said, that's basketball. And you have off night. Kihei Clark was another starter. 27 minutes played. Two for three from the field. One of two from three-point land. Um, he, he demonstrated the ability to get to the cup and finish this game. Uh, he hit a three early in the game. 
He had two offensive rebounds, three total rebounds. Those were long rebounds. It wasn't like he was down there out jumping, folks, even though the boy can dunk. Yes, Kihei Clark can dunk. I don't understand. People, look, let me tell y'all something. The athlete has changed. The, 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 the muscle makeup. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. Carvana is in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. They even offer customizable financing so you can plan your down and monthly payments. To shop thousands of affordable vehicles 100% online, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Availability may vary by market. Athletes have changed. We've seen the Spud Webs from back in the day. Majority of the time, if you play basketball all your life and you like at least five, six, five, seven, you probably get dumped. I'm just being honest with you. The training, you go to adapt here in Charlottesville, they can jump out the gym. They get you ready. They get them them them, them fibers shooting. And um, so I just remember a lot of people making over Kihei Clark, you know, attempting to dunk in warm-ups and, and making a dunk from Jack Salt. And I'm just saying, i seen it in practice. The boy can jump. Uh, Jack Salt played 11 minutes. Uh, oh, also, this is just me throwing salt in the wound. Kihei Clark didn't have a turnover again. <laughs> I know these fans going to kill me for that. But I'm petty. That's what I do. Jack Salt, in another start, had played just 11 minutes, didn't score a bucket, had one block, one rebound. I don't know how many screens he had. I didn't I didn't count. But um, he he's not a guy that's going to look at points, you know. But he played he started 11 he he played 11 minutes as a starter. Braxton Key, 15 minutes, one of five from the field. He just couldn't finish around the cup. Like I said, I think Louisville did a good job of just jumping straight up and changing shots for a lot of our guys. He did hit a big 3 for us. He was 6-8 from the free throw line, three offensive rebounds to go along with five total rebounds. He had nine points, two blocks, um, and he played late in the game when we needed that offensive-defensive look. And what more can you say about Braxton Key? Jay Huff, the unicorn. Look, I'm not calling him the unicorn. I'm not doing that because you ESPN didn't even give credit to my homie on Twitter who said the unicorn way, way, way earlier this season. Hey, look, ESPN, you got to stop biting and take it. Look, I know you're the big machine. But you gotta stop doing that, man. I know that y'all, 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 y'all would take somebody's, take somebody a little man's idea like it's your own and won't even credit them, bro. That's messed up, for real. Rick Finn, shout out to you, man, because you came up with the unicorn. I call him the unicorn. He huff and puff and, and blow your rim down or something. But when when somebody comes up with a saying, come on, ESPN. Stop, stop that. Y'all threw that right in the bio like y'all, like y'all did the Dohunicorn. Like, give a reference, man. Reference my man Rick reference Rick Finn on Twitter for that. That's messed up, man. Shout him out, man. Tag him or something. If you listen to my podcast, tag at Finn13Dog. F-I-N-13 Dog. Tag him. Y'all know what y'all do it. Just like I told y'all, we took the walkthrough idea and we got it from Jay Billis. I say, I always say that. I always say that. Shout out to the walkthrough. Go back. Go to VirginiaSports.com. I mean, Virginia Sports on uh, YouTube and my YouTube channel, The Ball Hawk Show, if you want to look at any old episodes of the walkthrough. Same as plug. But Jay Huff, man, three for three from the three-point line. That pick and pop. 
Um, they're not used to us having a big that's able to shoot. They were sagging down. They, they were basically playing the pack line defense versus versus us. They wasn't letting us get to the lane as much as we would like. Damn, that just I just had an epiphany. They do play a version of the pack line. So no wonder we were struggling around the bucket. They were trying to make sure we didn't live in the paint. We only had 16 points in the paint. But Jay Huff, you know, shot that three ball in the eye. And Jay Huff always screaming. I love his energy, man. We all want him to play more minutes, but he plays meaningful minutes. It's like he don't start, but he finish. And that's all we look for. Because when you finish, you get all the credit. You know that. Manu Ginobili was never a starter in the NBA, but we know Manu was that dude. And Manu was going to be in there in crunch time. And Manu is a Hall of Famer, but he wasn't a starter. Who cares? It's all about minutes played. And we want Jay Huff to play more than 13 minutes. So, you know. That coach has been to do what he do. He also had three fouls in 13 minutes. See, I'm petty because I know a lot of fans be fighting over certain players, and I just give both sides ammunition. I mean, that's what I got to do. I'm trying to make sure I look out for the fans. And then you got Mamdi Diakite play 17 minutes. Mamdi Blondhead Diakite, the Macadamian. Nah, that don't that that. I guess he the the nah that nah that joke nah. That joke wouldn't have been good. Four points. He had three fouls also in 17 minutes. Um, just one rebound. But Mamdi is a guy that's very vital to this team. As a team, uh, we had 11 offensive rebounds. Total of 31 rebounds. We had 13 assists to just four turnovers, six blocks, and seven steals. Conversely, uh, Louisville has seven assists to 10 turnovers. Would we'll definitely take that. They had 14 offensive rebounds. Hell, Dwayne Sutton had five offensive rebounds, and Enoch had four offensive rebounds. Nine between the both of them. Good Lord. Um, So, there you go. Uh, As a team, we shot 40% from the field overall, 42%. You know, we took a career high 28 threes and still shot 42%. That's awesome. And, and, I mean, it's hard to beat teams when they shoot above 40%, especially when they're taking and when they're hitting – at least 10 to 12. Like, 12 threes is a lot as a team when you're shooting at that type of clip. That means you're being pretty you're being pretty efficient. I know people, you know, look at 50 or 60%, but somebody shoot 40% from three and they done shot 28 of them janks. Man, look. I'll take it. 40% from the field. Um, Louisville shot 41% from the field overall. But like I said, those threes, those those three extra threes that we had compared to their nine for 25 played a role. Um, we shot 21 free throws, only made 15, shot 71%. They shot 17 free throws, made 13, shot 76%. They had 20 points in the paint, eight points off of turnovers, 14 second-chance shots. We had eight second-chance shots. We had 17 points off of turnovers, which is huge, and just 16 points in the paint. So when you look at the game, Overall, the game, and I may have just gave a little bit away. Um, Louisville's like looking in the mirror. They play that 1-3-1 one, one to try to slow us down and make us think. And then it, it, it turns into like a matchup zone. Um, they throw that wrinkle in there just so UVA can't get into their offense um, to keep their players semi-fresh on the defensive side of the ball so they won't be running through a lot of screens and, and messing up their assignments. Um but UVA adjusted, you know, when Hunter comes up at the high post. You got Ty Jerome. This game was working the baselines and 
when Jay Huff came into the game, Jay Huff found Ty Jerome on the baseline when he was coming to the top of the key as a big. Um, and I like how Louisville uses one of their bigs as the table setter in their one three one. Oh, Jordan Warrer is one of their big wing guys, and he's at the top of that one three one, so it makes it tough for point guards to kind of see laterally because most of the time you try to go side to side versus the one three one, like you do with the zone and you attack uh, the free throw line extended if you can to try to and or try to just get to one of the corners to get them to slide down and and continue to work that baseline, but. Um, Louisville's a, a good defensively coached team. They have one of the top recruiting classes coming in next year, so it'd be interesting to see how they will implement those guys and um, go from there. Um, but speaking of the Wahoos, this game, you just find ways to win. It was a tight game. Like I said, we got down by seven in the second half. Coach made adjustments. He always tinkers with his uh, with his linemen. Coach is very fluid. He's not set in his ways to where he's just going to play this guy because he's been here so many years. Like Coach may start lineups that people don't understand. You feel me? But they don't play that long. They just kind of set the tone, set what Coach is looking for versus that particular team, and then he starts to sub accordingly, and then you start to see things open up. It's like a change of gears. It's similar to what – Louisville saw with Ty Jerome. You know, first time they played him, Ty Jerome was a hitting threes. Um, this game, he was a little faster because he's healthier, but he was in his bag more. The shots he was taking was different. The Florida game was different. And that's the great thing about playing somebody once. You kind of get a feel of what they try to do, and then you have to show adjustments. It's not just in-game adjustments. And that's, I mean, then when you look at in-game adjustments with, with Coach Tony Bennett, that's why I always look at fan. You know, I always talk to fans when they talk about well, why does he have? He should never have these two players on the court at the same time, or these players on the court. It's like, well, how long do these players really stay on the court? You know, the biggest thing is always Kihei and Salt, but they've rarely been on the court longer than four minutes. You know, and sometimes you can get away with four minutes because people will say, well, that's four minutes too long, but it just depends on you know if you were in foul trouble or if somebody was off or who did the opposing team have offensively because Coach Tony Bennett is a defensive guy. He's going to depend on his – he's going to error towards the defense at a fault. That's just him. He wants to set the tone. And the new age of basketball is trying to get us to believe that and they don't want a defensive-minded coach to be successful because it messes up the marketability for the game that they're putting out there. They want the dunks. They want the iso ball. They want the three ball because that's – but then they get mad at kids who come in and that's all they want to do. Well, that's what you're putting on TV. And Coach Bennett is the antagonist to that. Like, he's the total opposite. He wants pure basketball, fundamentally sound. We're going to start on defense. We're going to do what we do. And that's why you see a guy like Kihei Clark getting extended minutes. And, yes, you lose some things on offense when you have Kihei Clark. I don't think anybody's going to argue with you with that. But, you know, you gain so much having him on defense for your big three because they can, and I'm saying this in quotation marks, they could rest a little bit on defense because they're not chasing that dynamic ball handler. But when J-Hub comes in, man, he just brings that energy. And when he brings that energy, you want that on the court a lot. So same thing with Braxton Key. When he comes on the court, the rebounding and the little glue things that he does, you want that on the court a lot. Then with Diakite is in there, the 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 shot blocking, the ability to protect the rim. 
um, his ability to stretch bigs out there and his ability to jump up and dunk on folks. You want that out there a lot. So it's all about finding that that common ground. But when you look at adjusted offense efficiently for UVA this year, last season they were 30th in Division One in adjusted offense efficiency. This season they are second. So they still have their dominant defense, but they improved from 30th to second this year in the Division One basketball in adjusted offensive efficiency. That's for my advanced analytic crew, that club. So with all, when it's all said and done, when we talk about who should be playing, who should be playing, they're still top two in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. Yeah, they could be number one if we played more offensive guys, but we didn't um, sacrifice our defense to be better offensively. And that's why Tony Bennett is a very good coach. He's very fluent. He understands matchups. His assistants do a good job of communicating and taking data to better help this ball club overall. And as much as we fell in love with a lot of the blowouts we had early in the year, a lot of these guys got valuable minutes that they're going to need in the ACC tournament and, more importantly, in the NCAA tournament to succeed to make that run to the national championship. And when we talk about the NCAA tournament, Let's go ahead and jump on the soapbox. It's not going to take me that long. So UVA wins another ACC championship, regular season championship, um, fourth in the past six years, first time they shared in the last four years um, with North Carolina. It's amazing that you share with a team that you beat and you got the tiebreaker over, but UVA reaped the benefit of having a share ACC championship, so we can't really bitch that much. So I'm seeing fans say like they're not too excited about the ACC champion, you know, regular season ring. They they rather go to the Final Four, and I get that, guys. I get that. But but let's 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 fall back for a second. Our team has level goals. The first goal was to win the ACC regular season title. The second goal is to win the ACC title. The third goal is to win the regional title to get to the Final Four, and the final goal is to win the national championship. An athlete doesn't just absolve one of the goals and say in a moral victory that, well, we may not want this. That's what I'd rather go here. Like, an athlete can't think like that. We have, we have checkpoints. We have destination points that we check off to kind of help us maintain the same confidence. And sorry for my dog barking. The same, t- the same confidence because we have a board that what we want to do. When I, when, you know, in football, in professional you can't I hope y'all can't hear my dog barking but somebody's outside I think my wife and my daughter's outside but you you always want to to uh man this is really distracting me so you you, in football we used in in 16 regular season games in the pros you break it down in, in four quarters there's four games four games four games four games and you always want to make sure you win all your home games and then at least go 500 on the road and you want to win your division, your conference on en route to winning the championship. But you want to win everything. Everything. You just don't say, well, we just just get to the play. No, you want to win every single step. And that's the same thing with these who's and that's the same way I look at it. I'm not going to to pawn or turn in the ACC championship just to become the regional champ and just play in the Final Four. No, I want it all. I want every ring. I want every, I'm Thanos. I want every single ring. I want it all. 
So I want to win the ACC regular, ACC tournament. I want to win the regional championship. I want to win in the Final Four, and I want to win the national championship. That's just what it is. So that's all I got for y'all, man. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Till next time, Ball Hawk. I'm out. Oh, make sure you subscribe. I want the whole world spin my record. Cheryl, the hoodie stars, check game, stay free records. Show the girl for the death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a fitted hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat concert, cause I massage. I coming through about a whole kind of large. I be massaging. I be massaged. I'm coming through with Cadillacs and massaging. Yeah, I both subconsciously massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch croaker fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Turn out the ghetto, cause I'm massaging. I got ice around my neck, cause I'm massaging. I even gold teeth, I massaging. A pinky ring iced out, cause I'm massaging. I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging. I got ten dollars, I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars, I be massaging. I got twenty-two cents and be massaging. I take a penny and be massaging. I tell shorty girl fat, I be massaging. Your big two, I be massaging. I be massaging, I be massaging. I got a GPS stern with massaging. Whole share road chain be massaging. I got a Uzi, I be massaging. I got a twelve gauge pump, I massage. I got a hundred thousand, I massage. Ain't broke, I be massaging. I stay paid, I be massaging. I stay late, I be massaging. I hit the poop all night, cause I'm massaging. She wanna come through loaded and massage. Whole team, we massage. Bad new posse constantly massage. Ain't no joke. I be massaging, even the bacon and eggs, I be massaging, huh, polo shirts, Santo Adidas, I be massaging, I love you sweetie cake, spin my record, let me give you the game, on how to get rich, take a penny, and flip a penny, then 40 billion, huh, why, I be massaging, what, car stern wheel, I be massaging, the whole, the whole label of the state free records in the VA. Oh, we be massaging. Let's have a money shot. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.